All right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Take Heart and Take Ground podcast with your host, Keelan. Um, I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, I've been talking to some of you, and you know who you are. And uh, I've been getting good feedback from the podcast. And um, I just want to say thank you. Um, You guys motivate me as much as I motivate you. And um, I just hope that through these we can just grow together through Christ and just keeping yourself, keeping ourselves accountable and just growing together. Um, so today I got a good one for you. I'm actually excited about this one. Not that I wasn't excited about the other ones, but um, this one is like an area that I <clears throat> struggled with in the beginning but something that I definitely have like grown into and a part of the walk with Christ that I love to share because um, it's this it's a tough subject. But once we grasp this overall idea and theology that we're going to talk about, then you can really char- really start to charge and like be forceful with how you talk with people and really like take the anointing that God has given you. So I'm going to pray us in and then um, we'll get going. Heavenly Father, your kingdom come that will be done as on earth as it is as it is in heaven. Hallowed by your name. Give us this day your daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, I pray that we just give you our all, our soul, our hearts, everything we own. We surrender it to you. And I pray that people would know that they are worthy, even though that we are unworthy. But your promises are greater than our unworthiness. And so, Father, I pray that we are known to that today and that your presence would come and fill this place and fill our ears and just have your will, Father, in your Son's name, Jesus, and in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so today, the title that I put is The Greatest Insult to God. And I think to some of you, I think your greatest insult to God is our sin. And that is not the greatest insult to God. Um God already knew all your sins before you were even born. Um, He knows the deepest, darkest parts of you. And um, he still chooses to love you. And not only that, he actually likes you. And I think that that that's a big turning point in your faith is knowing that, yes, God God loves me. And that God, he, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, his love is never going to leave me. Um, but the, I think like, uh, a, a page turns in your faith and you go deeper when you realize that God actually likes you. <laughs> I know it's hard to grasp, um, because we're all wicked in our own ways and, um, I get it. I'm there, but so we're going to talk about what is the greatest insult to God. And the truth is it's your insecurity. Yeah. 
it's every time you go to Bible study and you're like, oh, well, like those people are like are no, more knowledgeable than me. Why should I talk? Or um, when somebody asks you a tough question about your faith and you, you don't know the answer. Or it's when you're, when whenever you feel like when God created you and you feel like he didn't get the job done. Yeah, that one is a bar. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're saying. Is it's like let's just take this for example. There's there's been a couple of girls that I, that I that I personally, in my experience, and there's other examples, but this is probably the most frequent one that comes up is when I have Bible study or when we're in Bible study. Some girls are afraid to talk because they feel like they have nothing to add because people have memorize bible verses or they know the bibles through and through or they don't know that there's 66 bibles in the book like you know like and then they just don't talk and they just listen the whole time and i think that you're not only doing yourself a a disservice but you're just you're really insulting god when you when you don't uh actualize or accept the gifts that god has given you right because it's like we all have something to share and we all have something to contribute and we're all the hands, the feet, the eyes, the nose, whatever it is, the bodies of Christ. And um, the root of it really is comparison. And <clears throat> nothing can kill contentment and feed insecurity like comparison. I love that. I read that in the book and... Um, I think it's so true because, you know, we're comparing our gifts, we're comparing our success, our knowledge to other believers, to other people who walk in faith. It's like, oh man, like his faith's deeper than mine or or this church, it, I don't like that they all dress up fancy. Um, and so it really robs us of our ability to contribute and our and our our ability to be accepted by God's promises and by God himself. Because at the end of the day, I think you have to realize is that um, I read a couple books from Stephen Furtick and he, he does a great job in, in drawing a picture on how God's love works and, and his approval. And so if you guys have ever watched the voice or any kind of, uh, like <clears throat> talent show um in any of those shows there's an audition right and that you put on this performance and people either push the button or they don't and in our lives we have a button for our parents we have a button for our community we have a button for the people that we love or like or have a crush on we have buttons for all kinds of things in life our status our money our wealth and and we're waiting for people to push it so we can get the approval, right? We want the we want the confetti to come down, we want turns we want people to turn their chairs, we want the crowd to go loud. Trust me, I'm there with you. I've been there. And I'm still there. <laughs> this is something that we're gonna continually struggle with. Um But the way God and his approval works is that God has already turned his chair. He's already pushed the button. There's no audition. 
you don't need to you don't need to win like for me like okay one of the things i had to surrender recently this year and i'm gonna be honest with you and it sucks to say this but and it really it really hurts me but i wanted to be a pro surfer if you're close to me you know I wanted to be a pro surfer so bad, but the reason why I wanted to be a pro surfer wasn't because I love surfing so much. It was the only way that I knew how to give glory to God, right? Like I wanted to use this gift of surfing and just win a world championship and just say, you know what? It's all God, all glory to God. You know what I mean? And I would pray for it constantly. Like this is my this was my dream, you guys. So if you if you're watching this, you're like, wow, this is a sad dream. Yeah, it's pretty sad, but. But I'm like, God, like, if I could just, if you could just bless me with surfing, like, I'm putting in the hours, I surf for four days, I work out, I do surf skate, like, bro, I was doing it all, I was probably, like, practicing surfing probably eight hours a day in and out of the water, and I would just be like, God, please, like, I just want to glorify you, if I could just win a world championship on surfing, then, like, you would be, you would be so happy, or you would please, and, like, I think that's life's great temptation, is that, finding your fulfillment in anything other than God. And you know what's funny is that God does not God already knows he's awesome. <laughs> like like we want to use the gifts that God gives us and be like, "Hey, like God, like like use them to make you awesome." And in actuality, there's nothing we can do to have God's love run away from us, but how we please or displease God is a real thing. Um, and if you use your gifts to please God, then those are very pleasing. That's very pleasing to him. Um, I think we have a Bible verse about it. Um, oh, hold on. Um <clears throat> For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Romans fourteen seven through eighteen. And like I, I just wanted to. I wanted God's approval. I, like God, like if I did this, you would love me more. You would bless me more. You know, I'm just asking you to bless me so I can bless others. And sometimes it's just not the calling that God has for you. And like, and at the end of the day, God doesn't want your giftfulness. He wants your givenness. And that means what are you, what are you giving? Your time, your presence, your love, everything you own, all of it. That's what we prayed this morning. All of it to him. And that's what he cares about. You can use your gifts. And I'm not saying like, don't use your gifts. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying... Your gifts are are the fruit of the one, right? And I think some people, we we get caught up in Jesus, what Jesus holds in his hands, the gift, but we don't get caught up in following the one. And that just comes down to understanding God's love for us and understanding that comparison really robs us a lot. And I want to come back to the comparison because there was something that Stephanie Gizilzer, I'm not sure, she's a really good worship singer, um, was saying. And she was saying that comparison only works against you when you step off the altar. 
And so what that means is when you're on the altar and you see other people that are the hands and the feet or the eyes and you see more success and you see someone else having a better gift than you, when you're on the altar, it it draws you close to the God because you're like, wow, God, like, I just want to go deeper with you. Like when somebody's at the altar with you and you're like, wow, they're, they're so much deeper, you know, it should draw you closer. Like I want to be, I want to know you more. I want to be like that. I want to know you more, you know, I want to go deeper. But when you step off the altar, then you start being like, oh, oh, oh I don't have this or this church does that or, or we, we shouldn't do that. And, and wow, these people are loud or these people are quiet. And like, it's the moment that you that you lose sight of everything is when you fall into the water, right? Because the same thing happened to Peter when he was asked to walk out in the water is that it says in scripture that Peter was focused on Jesus when he was walking out into the water. And then all of a sudden, a big gust of wind came through and he lost vision of Jesus. I don't have the exact scripture, but you can look it up. And when he lost vision, when he looked at the wind, he fell because he lost sight of Jesus. And and it's the same thing. Comparison, when you step off the altar, when you're not looking towards Jesus, when you don't come to the presence of it, then a comparison can be used against you. And I think that <clears throat> I think that you need to have awareness towards that, but um just know that sorry, I'm scratching. <laughs> um just be aware of that. And just knowing that comparison can rob you. And it's robbed me for sure. But just know that you have something that you have something to offer. Anytime you come into a space with people who are gathering, you have something to offer. Whether it's whether it's just saying, Oh wow, that's good in Bible study. You know what I mean? Like after says someone something like you don't even need to contribute anything to Bible study, but maybe you're an encourager. Maybe you're just like your gift is just encouraging people. And Anytime someone says something in Bible study and you're like, wow, that's good. Like, wow. And like, mean it, of course, but like, that's you contributing. Or maybe, maybe it's complimenting somebody's outfit, whatever it is, your gift is there and it should be present and you should use it. So, you know, there, it reminds me of another Bible verse um, in Matthew. Oh, wait, was I reading Matthew? I think I was. And it goes something like the gift that you have received goes is to be shared and not to be and not to be hidden underneath the bed. And it's like it it goes the same thing. It's like you receive this gift and you're like, ha, mine, my precious. This is mine. Nobody else can have it. You know, God's good to me and God chose me. And it's like, you need to have uh, like a, like almost like it hurts you not, not to use your gift, right? Like, and it's okay to walk in power. It's okay to be confident that Paul says, if you're going to have pride in anything, have pride in the Lord. And you can have pride in that because the gifts are part of the spirit through the Lord. And 
we can talk about being humble and about about knowing where you are in faith. I'm not telling you to have an unreasonable being an unreasonable mindset about where you are wearing on your faith, but it doesn't matter. Like there's been times where someone who's young in their faith has completely said something to me. I was like, wow, that was good. You know? And like, you never know what you say. Like there, there's been so many times where I've been pleasantly surprised by people that, that have definitely, um, fired me up in my faith. And so at the end of the day, we have to realize that we are unworthy, but God's promises are greater. And so I, I get it. You know, we all feel unworthy at times. Sometimes we don't even want to show up. Sometimes we don't even want, we don't even have anything to share, but the Holy Spirit is convicting you to say something. And you know, you know what I'm talking about if you're a Christian that, you know, like somebody says something and you could have been like, oh, I could have said something there, you know, and you feel convicted and you should use that conviction to, to drive other people. So, um, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, it's shorter than usual, but just, just want you to remember that there's no audition. You don't need to be the most successful, loving, you don't need to do any of that. There's no audition. God already turned his chair and God already accepts you. So all you need to do is just walk in that promise and just know that God not only loves you, but he likes you. And that's going to be a revelation for you guys this week. So let's pray and I'll get you guys out of here. Heavenly Father, thank you for so much for this time. Thank you for so much for the people that are listening. I am extremely humbled and grateful that I'm able to just make even the tiniest shift in people's faith. And I hope that this podcast pleases you. I hope that our lives throughout this week pleases you. And I urge people to walk in your faith, but also charge people. Just charge them with the spirit of conviction to spread the good news and not to keep it to themselves. And so, and these things I pray in your name and in Jesus' name and in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I have been um, moved by what you guys have been saying. And I'm super honored to be a part of this with you guys. And I'm honored for you guys to be listening. Um, I think next time we're going to have a guest speaker. I don't know if he'll make it, <laughs> but I hope he does. But um Thank you guys for watching. Um, these are going to be on YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Um, the goal of this podcast is not to get a million views, whatever. The goal is just to have this message reach the people it needs to reach. And so that's all I really care about. So I'll see you guys. Thank you very much. Have a good week.